is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite, hosted by superfan and actual know-it-all Kyle Armstrong on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Forward Bite Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. I've been going to races all my life, pretty much had my diaper changed at a lot of these races. I'm just a diehard race fan and uh, taking photos and everything, you know, anything I can do to be involved. Um, worked in the industry over 10 years, just started a new job actually with SRI Performance and uh, going to see where that takes me. But uh, to me, the racing, you know, it's all about the ride. Racing is just a bonus most of the time. It's all about the atmosphere, the camping, and the friends you meet and the connections you make along the way. And I happen to have one of these connections and friends here beside me today, Mr. Kyle Strickler. Yeah, um, glad to be here. This is uh, this is awesome for you having me on here the the um, for the first show, and um, super pumped up to uh, come do this with you, and and um, should be a great time. Well, cool. Well, before we get too far, I want to make sure we dedicate this show to Jackie Boggs, um, number four B, Grayson, Kentucky, 51 years old. He passed away over the weekend, tragically. And, uh, you know, we, we don't want to go much further into the show before we uh, dedicate it to him. So Kyle, what did you think about Jackie Boggs? You got any good Jackie Boggs stories? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I got to know him a little bit more the last couple of years when I was driving for Wells and, and, um, you know, we would, uh, we'd race with a lot more in, in the Kentucky area. And, um, I've always known him and I met him. He come down to Volusia, um, one year and he, I think he would come down almost every year and run, run down there for some guys. And, um, I've always knew, you know, his, his dad and, and then, or always knew of him and, and knew the name, but I never got a chance to meet him. And, uh, it was kind of crazy the first time I met him and, um, we were driving to the racetrack and he had passed us and, um, I didn't really even think nothing of it. Just thought it was another racer going to the racetrack and we were sitting in staging, getting ready to go out for the feature. And he come up to us and, uh, he's like, man, that's pretty cool. I, I, I drove by you on the interstate and now I'm, I'm sitting next to you in staging, getting ready to go race. And, uh, me and Austin, my crew chief at the time, kind of looked at each other. We were like, that was kind of a weird way to meet, uh, Jackie Boggs. Right. But, uh, the more I got to be around him and, and, uh, hang out with him in the, you know, late model stuff, uh, um, he's a really, was a really, really great guy and a true racer at heart. And, um, I've never forget we were at, um, at Taswell and I'd gone, went up there and got paid and they had the whole clan there hanging out and, and, um, Jackie called me over and, and I started talking to him and, and he's like, man, I'd really love to get one of your modifieds and I'd really, what really love for you to drive one of my modifieds just so you could really help me out. And, and, um, you know, try to get better and, and, uh, try to make these things go faster. And, um, he's like, let me get your cell phone number. So I gave him my cell phone number and, uh, I forget who it was. If it was, um, you know, one of the girls that was there with him, she's like, oh gosh, she welcome. You just welcomed yourself to some 4am phone calls from Jackie. And, <laughs> um, and just a, just a true racer at heart. And, um, I mean, he was. Uh, a fierce competitor on the racetrack and uh, you know there's all kinds of stories with Jackie you know coming to the green and, and warming tires and Jackie's beating the doors off you before you even took the green and um, he definitely was a very very fierce competitor and and for sure he'll be uh, extremely greatly missed uh, 
um, with, uh, you know, his untimely death there. And it's, uh, it's crazy. I just, I was, um, I mean, it really made me think when I heard it, it's, it's, um, you know, it makes me think about, you know, my dad and, and going to the races, my parents just moved down here and, uh, you know, how much time you, you got to enjoy this whole racing world. You know, so many times we're, uh, beating up and down the road and it's such a grind and so much time that you don't really, um, you know, probably take as much time for your, for your kids and, and my wife and my family, my mom, and my dad. So, uh, next year with me running this Lucas tour, I've, I've, I've talked my parents into going uh, full time, hopefully running the merchandise trailer there. So, um, you know, racing such a family sport and it's, um, you know, it, it would, it means so much for me to have them with me and, and hopefully enjoy this and hopefully have some success. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, like I said, it's, um, crazy that Jackie passed away like that and, uh, I'll be surely missed. Yeah. We'll get to some more of that about your Lucas oil deal, but I, I got a quick Jackie Boggs. The first time I really remember seeing him race and I'd heard of him and stuff, but he came down to Charlotte and ran probably in about 2004. It was a Southern all-stars race, I believe. And they come off a of turn four and he flipped violently down the front stretch. There's actually a video on YouTube. If you look it up and, um, he got out of the car quickly and the whole crowd just, just loved it. We're jumping up and down and cheering. Cause I mean, it was, it looked like, you know, that was the end of it right there. Like it was bad. And, uh, I remember Kelly Carlton running to the scene and checking on him and everything. And then, and then the cool part about that was, was the next year following year Oh five, Jackie Boggs came back to Charlotte, made a return, and actually won the race. It paid ten thousand to win then, and uh, and he won the thing. And so he kind of, you know, got the monkey off his back in a way, I guess you could say. But uh, so anyway, we'll miss Jackie Boggs, and uh, you know, we send our condolences to his family for sure. So uh, so Kyle uh, Kyle Strickler here today. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, and tell tell them where you're from and how you got to North Carolina and how you got to this point, I guess. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm originally from uh, Sinking Spring, Pennsylvania, and um, uh, grew up in kind of a somewhat of a racing family. And uh, Kenny Brightfield drove for my parents when I when I was growing up, and in the Northeast Modifieds, and uh, um, and then of course as soon as I got old enough, you know, was going going to the racetrack as as much as I could, and then um, ended up started you know racing go karts when I was uh, ten years old, and. Nowadays they start you a lot younger, but uh, uh, started racing carts when I was ten, and and till I was fifteen, and you know won a bunch of races and some championships, and um, kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do. I really enjoyed it then, and um, my little brother he he was racing some then too, and he kind of went a different direction. He was was interested more into computers and all that stuff, and I really wanted to race. So when I turned fifteen. Um, you know, my parents, uh, they had some modified stuff from when, you know, Kenny drove for my dad and, and or my, my parents, and then my dad raced too. So I got to uh, go out and run the Sportsman uh, Modified when I was 15 and did that, uh, you know, for a few years and then moved into the small block, the, you know, the, they called it like a tri-track series, a small block nine to one uh, compression motors that they had a real big in like the Pennsylvania area. Um, and then we moved into the big block modifieds and raced in Delaware and, and, um, and Jersey and, um, Pennsylvania, New York, and, and did a bunch of that and was really, really doing that, doing somewhat well there. And, and, uh, we got to the point where 
it's kind of all I had done and I didn't really didn't know any different. And I wanted to kind of go hang out with my friends and do different things. And you get to that stage in racing or in your life that you kind of realize, um, or you, you think you want something else, but you don't realize how much racing means to you. Um, so then I kind of really didn't do it for, for a little bit or was kind of, wasn't nearly as committed as I am now to it, but, uh, ended up getting a call from one of my, uh, my buddies, Wes Lape that, had moved down here, was working for uh, Roush at the time, and he was doing my tires um, back home, and uh, he ended up uh, calling me. He's like, hey, I can get you a job down here in North Carolina if you want to move down, and um, I was kind of burned out on it up there, and I said, well, let's, yeah, I'm going to do it, you know, talked to the guy. It was uh, Pat Beatty uh, with Leading Edge Fabrication, and talked to him, I think, on a Friday or Saturday and packed up all my stuff and moved to North Carolina on, uh, on Sunday and started work on Monday. And, um, I was down here. I thought it would be easy, you know, moving down here and wanted to hang out for a little bit. And then when I wanted to go back racing again, um, it wasn't nearly as easy as I thought it would be. It's, I tell a lot of people, it's like moving to Hollywood and trying to be an actor when you move to uh, <laughs> Mooresville and try to be a race car driver and, um, work for a bunch of the, uh, the NASCAR teams and, um, learned a lot, uh, fabricating skills and, and, um, you know, met a lot of great people. And then finally in 2009, I got my opportunity with, uh, fat dog racing, racing, uh, George Eisenhower, um, had a modified and he had worked, I think at DEI and, and, uh, I had worked with him at, at hype with David Gillen's deal. And, um, he, uh, he had Jamie Coons driving the car and then Jamie left. So the, the seat was open and we went to East Lincoln and tested. And, um, I didn't know anything about these IMCA style, UMP style modifieds and, and he got in the car and went out there and, and, um, Kevin Stowe, I think was filling in and was doing some racing for him and, and, uh, went out and, um, uh, tested a little bit and Stowe was really impressed and, uh, it was totally different than what I was used to, but I really had realized how bad I wanted to go racing and how bad I missed, uh, racing when I was, when it took so long to, you know, I moved down in 2006 and then 2000, the end of 2009 till I finally got a ride and, um, went out and drove for George and, uh, drove for him for uh, the whole 2010 season and had a lot of success. And we, uh, were driving for Harris and, uh, Harris Auto Racing out of Iowa and got to do some traveling, but mainly just raced uh, um, East Lincoln and Carolina and, you know, Friday, Saturday night. And, right, right. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun. And uh, me, Danny Bone, Nick Hoffman, and all those guys, we were beating the doors off of each other. And Clint Elkins was promoting both racetracks. And I was just with Clint a couple of days ago. And uh, we were kind of just reminiscing on on the old, old times and how much fun it was. Uh, Back then, and I mean, we were racing for three hundred dollars to win, and, and you know, there was times when me and Nick were going to kill each other at <laughs> yeah. at, uh, at East Lincoln or Carolina. And I remember those days. Yeah, I was there. a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and uh, it got pretty brutal there for a little bit. I mean, we were t- turning body bolts around and trying to flatten tires coming to the green. I think and, you and him are probably on good, better terms by now, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we when we both were late mile racing, it was kind of cool that to see how much Nick and I got along. It was like, he was my arch nemesis when we would, uh, race the modifieds. And then when we both moved to late models, it's like we would help each other. Cause we like, you know, the modified guys doing well. And, um, 
you know, now we still try to, Nick's going back to do, you know, the modified stuff with, you know, a lot of success that, uh, you know, here at the second half of the season. And, uh, then we're going to do a little dabbling in the modified here at the end of the season, but, um, a lot of fun. I mean, I never would have thought that, um, you know, it would have taken me so long to get a ride and to put something together. Um, I thought I was going to move down here and get a super late model ride. You know, the first, first week I was down here and it took, uh, uh, three years to get a ride. And then, um, I mean, my first, uh, full-time ride was last year with, uh, um, with Wells for the super late models, you know? And so it's, it's been a, a long, long road, but a lot of great wins in the, in the modified and, um, really, really enjoying the, the late mile stuff where we're at now. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, you've kind of became a household name all of a sudden this last year. I don't know if you really realize it or not, but man, I, I remember them days you were racing at Carolina. I would be there and I don't know when we first met, but like, I feel like I've known you probably 10 years now and you know, we've been pretty good buddies and everything and stayed in touch and all that. And man, all of a sudden here this year, you know, the, the, the racing world knows your name. And I think that's pretty cool that you've kind of came up and done it the right way. Um, you know, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it does mean a lot to me to, to, um, you know, to kind of do it the way, um, do it the way that I, I, I have done it. I guess it makes me appreciate it a lot more. If I would have moved down and got a ride, um, you know, the, like I said, the first week I was here, I probably would have taken a lot more for granted, but when you lose everything and then, have to kind of earn it all back. It makes you realize how, uh, how fortunate you are for every opportunity you get. And, um, you know, the, the racing is so expensive now. And, um, you know, I owe a lot of it to, you know, like Randall Chupp and Wolfpack. Randall and I were working together at, uh, at Rusty Wallace's. And when Steven was, Steven was driving the Bush cars and, um, uh, you know, he, uh, he was mounting the seats and then he started Wolfpack and, he talked me into come up there and working and I really wanted to get back into the dirt roots and, and, uh, Randall has, you know, taught me so much about the business and, you know, introduced me to a lot of people. And, um, it's kind of cool that group group of guys that were together at Wolfpack, you know, Carl and, um, and Harold Holly and, and all them guys. So that we still see them guys today. And, um, so it's, um, um, it's pretty cool to see how we've come, how far we've come and how much this, uh, you know, how hard it is to get to this late model deal. And when we finally make it, it, you know, how cool it is. So I want to talk to you about your success at Eldora. Like you won, you, uh, back at the dream, they didn't have the dream. It was called the, uh, what was the it stream. called? The stream. The stream. Yep. So, uh, man, we all, I always look forward to going to Eldora, man. And it just, it killed me not to get to go. And then I looked at that entry list whenever it first came out and your name wasn't even on it. And uh, a couple guys couldn't make it. They called you. You you showed up, and you guys went up there and actually won the thing on I the think first it was, night. Yeah, yeah and it's, the funny story about that is, uh, so Roger Slack, um, you know, I didn't even realize it because my wife now her grandmother was very high up at the Speedway, and um, you know she she worked there for years and retired from there, and. Um, when me and my wife were first dating, I took her back home to Pennsylvania and we went to, um, uh, the motorsports show or up there walking around. And she says to me, she's like, why is Roger Slack here? I'm like, well, how do you know Roger Slack? Cause my wife doesn't know anybody in the racing, you know, racing world. And, um, it was, it, it was crazy. Didn't she's like, well, Roger lived with my grandparents when he first, uh, first moved down. So when Roger moved from Canada to come work, um, 
at the speedway, he lived with my wife's uh, grandparents, and uh, so they she's she's known him and known the whole family. So Roger and I like we got to be buddies then and and uh, joke about it. So when Eldora comes around, I'm texting Roger that you know I was I was kidding, but I was kind of pissed that I didn't get in because. Eldora is my favorite racetrack in the country, and I, it meant so much oh, yeah, to me. So, too. yeah, it's that place is just absolutely awesome. And uh, if you're going to be good at one place, it might as well be there because that's where all the crown jewels are at. And, um, but yeah, so he, you know, I was telling him like, well, I don't know why we can't just have a couple more cars. What is, you know, what is the problem? And he's, he says <laughs> to me, he goes, turn your TV on and watch Bristol. Now count the haulers. Uh, blah blah. He goes through the whole thing. Count the haulers, and now that we can fit Eldora, um, the pit area or something inside there, and um, it was all about the restrictions or whatever. So they could only have a certain amount of cars in there, that stuff. So he explained to me, you know, why he couldn't do it. Well, then fast forward, the guys that couldn't, the guys that couldn't go, I ended up getting in as an alternate. So then Roger texts me and he's like, "Hey, do you want to go to Eldora?" And I'm like, "Quit messing with me, like." this that's not funny like i really want to he's like no i'm not kidding like you're, you're in you, you had to set up on the car for a different track too yeah we were supposed to go to i think two uh uh two tracks in south carolina or georgia places that i really wasn't thrilled to go to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh but yeah we had to change everything around um but eldora like i said means so much to me that we changed everything around and um went all the way up there and every single time that i go to eldora whether it be you know, to modify the late model, we run there in, in the in the old Nash trucks with the, uh, doing that deal, and and that was awesome, by the way. And um, so yes, yeah, so every time I get a chance to go to Eldora, I just absolutely love it. So um, we worked, you know, around the clock, changed everything over, went up there, and and uh, car was was phenomenal right off the truck, and that place just really fits my style, and I, I think it's you know where you it's a place that when I go that like, I don't have any second doubts about my abilities or the feel that I'm looking for, or the, the you know, it's just one of those deals where I get in there and I feel at home and we go out there and, and, uh, we're fast right off the truck and, uh, hit the, hit the invert deal, right. Or what the heat race that we finished, I think we finished second in the heat race. And then that put us on the outside front row and we went on a little different tire strategy and, and, uh, put her out in the wind and, and I mean, we were killing them too. We were, I think at one point I was like eight seconds ahead of them. And, oh yeah. And, um, uh, you were in a different zip code. Yep. And you know, obviously we have a package that, that works really well there and got my first, uh, 10,000 to win race at Eldora. And, and, uh, you know, that was, like I said, that place is so important to my entire career that it was just really cool to do that there. And, you know, almost had my uh, first crown jewel or first 50,000 to win there too. But yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But I, <laughs> but I was so disappointed whenever you won that race on Thursday. Not, not that you won it, but I was disappointed. I couldn't you be could, there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we would have probably drank a couple of beers. Yeah, and had well, a pretty good time. That yes, night. absolutely. It's, it's so crazy now with some of these, uh, COVID races where they can't have fans. And, um, like it felt like we were at a test, like you go there oh, yeah, and there's yeah. nobody there. And, you're looking around you're like man am i even at the right racetrack or is it like are we just having like a a, a test with a bunch of cars here and um it just kind of was like an eerie feeling you, you hear know, cause, crickets yeah because every time you go to, to eldora you know once you're on their track you don't notice it near as much like the parade laps are crazy when you would be used to seeing all the camera flashes and all the fans and all that stuff but 
and then uh, you know when you're actually racing you don't really notice it but uh in the pit area during the day um and you know the, the parade laps it's it's so weird just to, just to see how it is a, a place like eldor where there's usually so many people it's just crazy to but I'm, I'm still so glad that we at least got to go there so it really sucked not having fans but at least we got the race at eldor yeah for sure i mean that that kind of you know it's kind of you, you mentioned how eldor is like home to you and to me it's kind of like a home to me too i've started going up there in probably 2013 or so and just got in with a good group of guys and man we go up there and camp and I mean, you're, you've came over there and hung out with us before, and all them guys are just, you know, and women and everything. They're, they're you know, cool people. And we we look forward to going every year and stay in touch with them and everything. And it's a, it's really sad that this year we really haven't got to see a lot of those people. Um, we did go to Florence to the North-South 100, so we saw a couple of them there. But it's just Eldor is a whole different deal, man. People that, people that have never been just don't even realize. Yeah, and, and – uh Usually we would be going to uh, to Super Nationals in Boone, Iowa. So that's yeah. the same weekend as the World One Hundred. So um, I never that like when I went to the World One Hundred. That last was my year, next was, question. I was going to ask you was about Boone. I mean, you uh, you won that Boone Super Nationals twice, I think. Yep, fourteen and fifteen, and both times you won it, I was at Eldora, and man, we were keeping up with that race because you know seeing how you were doing. And I remember Jonathan Davenport won the World One Hundred, and we were in there. Uh, you know, hanging out, having a couple of beverages with Kevin Rumley and uh, Jonathan and everything, and uh, I think we called you on the phone and yeah, Kevin. You. Kevin called me and said yeah. we just won the biggest late mile race, and you just won the biggest modified race. Yeah. and we were both drinking beer and, and liquor and having a good old time. Having a good time. Boone is a good. It is a really good time. There's a um, there's so many race cars, and it's you know a thousand cars. I think they said that race there throughout the week, and um, you know it's it's just awesome. I mean that was kind of what made my modified career no matter what i do in the modified world people oh, yeah, always definitely. know me as yeah. a, a you know two-time super nationals champion and um it's just a, really an awesome event and uh just crazy that the, the money difference but usually you make it up in other stuff they do so much for contingencies and um i mean the cash prize isn't really there but the contingencies and and the exposure you get from winning that race is is huge but uh yeah, I mean it's now to making the transition, but I've never got a chance to go to, to the World One Hundred. Like I've, you know, it's such a big race, but I've always been doing Super Nationals. So when I went to race my first World One Hundred, was the first time I've ever been there for a World One Hundred event. You know, um, and it's just uh, now it's kind of um, a huge transition to, to where now my focus is the World One Hundred. It's like I, I don't want to say forget about Super Nationals. I still keep up with it and see how people are, are doing and see who wins, but it's a uh, it's definitely full bore uh, lame all racing now. Yeah, and I'm I'm the opposite of that because I, uh, um, you know, I've always been the Eldora every year, World 100. Not I, I won't miss the World 100. I don't plan on it as long as I'm alive. I plan to be there for sure. But this year, since we couldn't go to Eldora because of no fans, we decided me and a couple of my buddies and my brother, we uh, booked flights and went to Boone, Iowa for that race. Went up there for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Saturday. And uh, unfortunately, the weather sucked this year but we still had a great time that was I think it rained about every day didn't it yeah it rained every day in the parking lot i mean we got up there and those guys had to stop at walmart and everything and buy some muck boots just to just to go over there i mean the parking lot every step you took it was muddy i've seen trailers and, floating at, at boone i mean it floods but they, right but they raced like they were racing in the mist and rain and the track was not raceable but they were racing trying to get all those heat races in and it was the neatest thing i've ever seen we didn't get to see the 
finale night because we had to fly out so early Sunday morning. But man, definitely, I'd love to go back to that race. But as long as it's on World 100 weekend, I'm not yeah. so sure I'll ever get to make it again. Yeah, and it's kind of the opposite spectrums. You know, when you opposite end of the spectrum, when you talk to like Brett Rude, you know, runs IMCA. It's he doesn't want to be you know the world of outlaw or Lucas Oil. You know, he's so into. Um, you know, local weekly racers and, um, you know, you're not allowed to have a t-shirt merchandise trailer or anything there, you know, everything's got to be out of the back of the truck. So it's, it's a real down home feel. Um, they don't, you know, they, there's a lot of racers that, that are really passionate about what it do, but for their most, their core is, you know, guys that have day jobs and then they race because they love it. And, and, um, you know, you go to the late model world and it's like, you better be doing it full time or you're going to get, <laughs> right. you're going to get your butt whipped for sure. But, um, Boone's, Boone's a good time. I've had a lot of great times out there and, and really enjoyed, uh, going out there. And, and that used to be my favorite, my favorite time of the year is going out for super nationals. And now still my favorite week. It's just, we're doing it at the world 100. Yeah. We loved our trip out there. I actually ran, we went to the Harris, uh, open house and actually ran into Brandon that used to work on your stuff yep. and it was cool to get to see him. Yep. And, uh, so yeah, we had a great trip, man. I, I loved it, but, uh, you know, the same weekends, always the world 100 this year, it was the intercontinental classic. You almost won the damn thing. You <laughs> led up until, I think you led, led every lap, but yeah. the first and the last. And so, uh, um, it's still, it's, I mean, it's a heartbreak city, obviously, but, um, you know, I was telling, you know, a bunch of people that I, I still think that that is, even though it was, wasn't my best moment it was uh i think it was the biggest moment in my career um as far as um you know public you know perception and and people seeing that and, and my name being in the media and um i mean because it was another deal at eldora where everything kind of laid out right and uh i had that feeling you know um they had me mic'd up and we were doing you know all kinds of tv stuff they had the in-car cameras in there and um, you know, I was actually, I was telling, uh, Jacqueline Rumley right before the race. And I'm like, I had this, I had this feeling that something big was going to happen. And I'm like, I feel the same way now that I did right before I won super nationals, you know, and our car was good. My head was on straight. Um, all the guys, um, were doing their job. We actually, the first night would, uh, we're in a heat race or something. And I think a, a bolt broke or, uh, fell out or something happened to where those guys were really motivated to make sure that they did their job. I did my job. Everybody, um, was on top of their game and, um, went out there and led, the led the whole damn thing until everybody was having those engine troubles. And, and, uh, I think 11 motors broke up or broke that weekend. And, um, we ended up, uh, I think running over a connecting rod that came out of, I think it was, um, uh, Kent Robinson's motor. Cause that was the caution with eight to go that, uh, I think that that's what happened, but they, they walked around and they found a, uh, a connecting rod laying on the back stretch. And Man. I was so comfortable in the car, just running up by the fence that I, you know, a lot of times at Eldora, when you try to slow down, like at the stream, I was trying to slow down because Vinny was telling me I had such a big lead that that's when I hit the wall because you, you're trying to, enter the corner like you're you know you're scared of wrecking so you're trying to save your tires and all this stuff and and when in these cars when you slow down it seems like it's so much harder to drive so at the end there we had that restart with eight to go and and i was just going to run my line with the the pace that the car um 
that the car wanted and and it was you know our car was so great that that night and I could run right by the wall and not and know I wasn't going to hit it and I think that uh, I had run higher there that than I had most of the race and I think there just must have been a connecting rod up there um and just cut it and I felt it going down with two to go and um I mean it felt like it took it felt like two days instead of two laps I mean it just took forever because I knew it was going soft and um I come around the back stretch and I I knew for sure that it wasn't going to make it to the end and went through three and four and I really struggled getting off of four and I'm like man I must have been way ahead of these guys I was watching the tv board and couldn't see Davenport and um I was actually waiting for McDowell to go by me and and uh then he ended up having fuel pump fuel pump problems but JD uh I seen him you know one and two and um uh, then I really gassed on it there and that's when it exploded and then I hit the wall and, but yeah, it is what it is. I guess, um, you know, I, I guess Eldora owes me one now. And, um, of course I was just absolutely devastated and I pulled in, you know, pulled in there and I forgot all about the cameras and all that stuff. And, you know, it was, um, pure emotion. And I mean, that right there shows you how much that place means to me. And, um, I'm not sure if it was, better or worse without the fans um but it was definitely different like Jacqueline she Rumley she she left where she was standing and was walking through the winter circle to come come to the winter circle with us and there was no fans there so when I got a flat nobody really there was no like crowd noise or anything you know if that would have been a normal world 100 yeah, the crowd true. would have went oh, yeah. crazy yeah when the leader's that far ahead and then it gets a flat with the, at the right at the end and um but yeah, it just was so much different than um, than a normal year. Yeah, so that race at Eldora, you know, uh, Jonathan Davenport got credited for the win. But man, I, and congratulations to Jonathan. You know, he's he's a pretty good guy and everything. But man, I mean, you, <laughs> I don't know. They almost should have wrote the check to you because you well, are, you almost won the thing, <laughs> really. So Lance Landers, obviously, when I went to go drive for him, uh, you know, I won won a race for for Lance, and you know, he calls me, and we're close enough. Uh, that he can kind of call and, and um, break my balls a little bit, even in those situations. So he calls me right after the race, and he says, man, I just I feel absolutely so bad for you. And, and he said, we were watching it, and, um, you know, it's like I was excited that we won, but I was devastated for you. He's like, I almost felt so bad for you that I was going to send you a check for that money. <laughs> and I said, yeah, almost. And he says, yeah, almost. almost. <laughs> but it was kind of like it, it just took – it took a while to really sink in and um, you know, the, there were so many people watching it um, that the, that the social media uh, effect was so much more than normal, I think, because everybody had to watch it and they all had to, everybody had to see it online, you know? So um, nobody really got to, or not that many people got to experience it in person, but a lot of people saw it. I think a lot more people saw it than normal um plus with all the you know, internet races i mean that stuff exploded this year and so i think that we had a lot of lot more fans that normally maybe wouldn't be watching um eldora that we're watching now or sprint car fans or whatever you know so it was just easier for for those guys but um the support that i got from that you know that those you know that last lap um was huge for my career and and you know, when you have big people call you or say stuff like, um, I was out there hanging out with, um, Jeep and, um, 
uh, Dale McDowell and, and a bunch of racers and Ricky Wise was out there and um, my phone rings. I look down and it's Scott Bloomquist and, you know, and I'm like, I got to take this one here for sure. So I joke around, I call my dad and, and I uh, answer the phone. I said, well, dad, I needed one more lap. And uh, he's like, I knew you'd say some sort of dad comment. And um, <laughs> we got to talking and he just told me that, you know, he could see uh, how important Eldora is to me. And, um, you know, him telling me, he's like, you just, your day is going to come. You're going to win plenty of crown jewels at that place. And he's like, you remind me a lot of myself with how much Eldora means to you and how much time and effort you put into that place. And uh, I sat there and talked to Scott for 45 minutes to an hour and, and um, just about racing at Eldora and racing in general. And um, I think before that, you know, Scott obviously knew who I was, but um, I think that it, I gained a lot of respect and really moved up in his book. I think just from that one race, you know, and, and uh, I think I, I, I earned a lot from him there and just him, um, you know, just, just him. He could see how much it meant to me to, to, or how much it hurt me to lose that one and how much Eldora means to me. So it was really cool to get a call from him and, um, Man, I hope for, you know, like Rigsby said with Dirt on Dirt, he said, well, maybe this happens so you can come back and win the 50th World 100 with fans and really enjoy it. So hopefully that happens. We're going to go back with uh, fully stocked T-shirts. Hopefully we can right, make... Right, there you go. We're going to make something. <clears throat> it'll be a redemption tour or something and go there and with all the fans that are so great at Eldora. And um, believe me, I'm going to go there with a chip on my shoulder wanting to win that race. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I bet you sold a lot of T-shirts. Hopefully, you can sell at least fifty thousand dollars worth of T-shirts to yeah. kind of foot the bill. On we that sold, lawful. we sold a lot, but it's. Um, I don't think we got to fifty thousand yet, but we're <laughs> we're going to keep on digging. Man, you always speaking of T-shirts. You've always had some really cool T-shirt designs. I remember that digging like Dale the other year. That was like the most awesome T-shirt. Yeah, but I think I gave you one for Christmas. When you you came gave to me one party. for Christmas that one year. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was cool. That was the Boone Super Nationals, but. I don't know. Ever since I guess I've bought them from you, but because I just you know want to, that's my way of supporting you guys. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it for sure. And um, I mean, it's uh, t-shirt sales are, are a big part of it. That's what keeps us going up and down the road, and um, it's uh, it's definitely a big part of it. And, and a lot of these guys, they they it helps out a lot. So yeah, I was just I just a thought came to my mind here while you were talking, and uh, I wanted to get it in there. Like back at the first of the year in Florida. Um, I was down at Volusia. You were racing the World of Outlaws race, and you hadn't really been running all that good that week or whatever. And and some guy, like I don't know, there was a heat race coming up, and you were in the lineup shoot. You were going to start like second. Some guy sitting behind us, he just says, or I, I think I said, I'll take Strickler for this one. And that, and I wasn't even talking to this guy. He says, Ah, oh, he ain't no good. That boy don't. He just ain't up to speed in these cars yet. He's a he's a modified guy. He can't drive a late model. And then I think you went out there and won that heat race. And I turned around and said, what about that guy that couldn't drive the late model? So that's, that's you know, why I said earlier, I mean, it's like all of a sudden here, you've kind of, you've showed them. And yeah, and it's, you know, the late model was so different. And, and um, you know, that's why I'm, um, I, mean, I am so grateful for the opportunities I get now. And, and um, being able to, uh, um to move forward with the different stuff. I've had so many great people that helped me and now to, to get this new ride with, um, PCC motorsports and, um, Craig and Shannon Sims. It's just, uh, it 
means so much for me for them to give me this opportunity because it costs so much money to go up and down the road and um really excited to be able to go run the, the you know the whole lucas tour next year and um i i think that a, a lot of people like you said it's you know i've heard all the jokes you know modifieds don't count and then now these are racing with the big boys and all that stuff but um i i think that i could you know always drive a race car it's just having the right people and it's it's so important to have uh Vinny Gugliani, my crew chief, and, you know, Trey Weaver and Colby Quick and, and the guys that come over, you know, Jerry Kelly, Kenny Payton, um, the guys that come over and, and help on the race cars or are a part of my program. It means so much to me and um, just keep on moving forward, hopefully, and, and uh, see where the next turn takes us. Yes, you mentioned the new ride for the, uh, for the Lucas Oil Series next year. That's pretty huge news. Uh, how'd that come about? Cause I knew there was a lot of names in the hat for that ride whenever it came open. Yeah. There's uh there's, there's uh, not enough um, car owners out there for the amount of drivers and uh, the rides are extremely hard to get. Um, you know, and I could always, I get a lot of opportunities for people who want me to help them with their modified stuff and drive for them and, and, you know, do deals like that. But the late mile stuff, the opportunities didn't come as fast as what I, I thought they would. And it's just a, whole different world um so i had uh you know i had heard that they were going to continue racing because originally i thought that they were just going to do something with um with hudson and um you know i had you know been out or been putting the word out that i was looking for a rider and looking for somebody else to partner with because i've been really straining the guys that are were helping me that come from our um you know modified stuff and and thank god for uh charlie donaldson and and uh g-man you know that helped me get to this point uh, financially because without them guys that you know i'd be in really bad shape but um you know we we've Vinny and i were getting a lot of momentum and i thought our performance was was going really well and um you know going to big races and running good and uh, I heard that Roger Sellers was uh, was going to be looking for a driver because Buckingham had come off the tour, and uh, so I called him and talked to him, and he you know said that man I, you know I'd really appreciate the call, but I've already got a deal together with somebody. I didn't know that it was Hudson, and um, and then when I found out that uh, Craig was wanting to to do a deal for next year, uh, Steve Francis and and Schwally with um, with the Lucas Oil uh, tour, they've they kind of put my name in the hat and, and recommended me to it. And then, um, went and, and met with, uh, with Craig. I talked to him earlier in the week, but then I went and met him for the first time at, uh, at Portsmouth and we kind of hit it off and he had a, a lot of the things that I needed to move forward. And I think I had a lot of the things that he needed to, to start up a new team. And, um, it kind of worked because with having a wife and kids here in North Carolina, it's really tough to go just say, all right, well, I'll move to Indiana and, and race full time. And man, this Lucas tour next year is more than more races than normal. And you're gone so much. So him being, he's going to let me take his truck and trailer and his cars and, and motors and all the stuff he's got and bring him to Mooresville here and kind of giving, um, Vinny and I the reins to, um, go full time on tour and, um, you know, G style, uh, is going to stay on board, with helping and um i'm sure charlie will will too in in uh, some shape or form and um vinny's come with me which is so important and then we're still looking for you know to hire one or two more guys trey might be able to come do some tires but um 
Yeah, it's uh, it's so important for me to be here in in um, in Mooresville and work at the same shop. So, um, I I want to go uh, battle with that other mod- modified guy, Ricky Thornton, for this Rookie of the Year and go out and I think we can run top five in points and win that Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be a showdown, man. I think you're going to do good in that ride next year. But real quick, I think we need to uh, get back to modifieds just a second. You're going to run the World Short Track Championship at Charlotte this weekend, so. Kind of tell us a little bit about what that's about. Yeah, that race um, it, it means a lot to me. It's our home track, our hometown race. It's one of my favorite events of the year, it, by the it's way. It's awesome, and you have so many uh, um, people in the industry that are always there. Which hopefully the COVID doesn't screw it up too bad. But um, really excited about that. I actually have my old modified that um, that I won with at Charlotte. It, it um, was wrecked and was out in the weeds and. Uh, Ryan Flores and Jerry Kelly drug it out of the weeds and they put a clip on it and they were building it for Ryan to uh, uh, to go run the crate modifieds and then this Charlotte race is coming up and I said why don't you just drive it put your put your motor and you drive it so um, we're gonna go run this weekend and uh, back in the saddle is modified the Longhorn number eight that uh, um, everybody's used to seeing on the modifieds so hopefully we can uh, go right where we uh, we left off with the modifieds and and go battle i'm sure nick will be there and and uh, those elites will be tough to beat but uh i think that uh, if anybody can do it we can do it oh i'm sure it'll be a great show i'm looking forward to getting out there and seeing it and uh, also the next week the last call world of outlaws race is coming up and i'm sure you're dialed in and ready to go for that too well i don't know about dialed or ready to go but we can get the our motor back from clements and uh we're going to put it in my car and, and if, if something happens there craig has offered his motors too and um so we'll get the late mod ready we'll be there in some uh for sure some some way somehow but um, we'll get through this modified weekend first and then start focusing back on that late model well good luck to you kyle on everything you got going on we're just about out of time for today but uh Man, it's been good to have you on the show, and uh, hopefully people enjoy listening to this, and we can do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Had a blast. Thanks for having me on, and uh, uh, hopefully we can maybe make this uh, uh, happen more often because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think there's still a lot more questions I've got for you, but just not enough time in the in the deal here. So, uh, so man, it's been good. Thank you for sharing.